prepare your hearts and minds for this message from Pastor Hall. Being recognized as a great lover is the desire of a lot of people. In other words, to have the reputation of being a great lover is a tremendous ego booster for many. On today, February the 14th, many are celebrating Valentine's Day. Traditionally, Valentine's Day is perceived as a romantic day for lovers. For example, approximately 150 million Valentine's Day cards are exchanged annually, making Valentine's Day the second most popular card-sending holiday after Christmas. Each year on February 14th, many people exchange cards, candy, gifts, or flowers with their special Valentine. However, when we study the history of Valentine's Day, it is full of blood and persecution. Valentine's Day, also known as St. Valentine's Day, is named after a Roman Catholic priest whose name was St. Valentine of Rome. He was imprisoned and martyred for officiating weddings for soldiers and for ministering to Christians. According to popular legend, St. Valentine healed a blind girl and before his execution, he wrote her a letter signed from your Valentine. In the year 269 AD, Valentine was sentenced to a three-part execution of a beating, stoning, and decapitation, all because of his stand for Christian marriage. Throughout history, we learn about many who were characterized as a great lover. For example, William Shakespeare wrote a classic and great love story about Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet were lovers whose families disapproved of their relationship. Romeo climbed a wall to tell Juliet that he loved her. They later secretly got married and consummated their marriage. Romeo gave Juliet a final kiss and committed suicide because he thought she was dead when she was asleep. When Juliet woke up, she then committed suicide after she saw that Romeo was dead. Romeo and Juliet were two lovers who chose to die rather than to live alone without each other. The death of both of them caused a reconciliation between the two feuding families. Moreover, I met an African-American man who is over 50 years of age that shared a beautiful love story with me. This brother shared how happy he is 
because he has reunited with his college sweetheart after over 25 years. This brother has never been married, but boasted about being a womanizer all of his life. He is so in love that he shouted in the locker room of the gym saying, I am in love with this woman. In the Bible, we read about many great lovers and love stories. Abraham and Sarah were great lovers in the Bible. Sarah died at the age of 127 as we read in Genesis chapter 23, verse one. She was probably married to Abraham for over 100 years. They had an active sex life, even in their old age. They had a baby boy named Isaac when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old. Jacob was a great lover in the Bible. Jacob was tricked into marrying Rachel's sister, Leah. He had worked seven years for his uncle Laban to get his daughter, Rachel. Laban tricked Jacob by giving him Leah instead of Rachel. Jacob worked another seven years for his uncle to get Rachel. At this point, he was married to two sisters, but he loved him some Rachel. Because of Jacob's love life, the 12 tribes of Israel resulted. Ruth and Boaz were great lovers in the Bible. Ruth was a Moabite widow who was loyal to her mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth won the heart of her lover, Boaz. Naomi advised Ruth to wash, put on perfume, and wear her best clothes. Naomi told Ruth, when Boaz retired for the night, to pull his bed covers back and lay at his feet. Mary and Joseph were great lovers in the Bible. Mary was pledged to marry Joseph, but became pregnant. Joseph knew that he was not the father, so he planned to end their relationship discreetly. God's angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, reassuring him about Mary's faithfulness and informing him that the Holy Spirit impregnated her. Joseph loved and respected Mary so much that he had no sexual dealings with Mary until after Jesus was born. Joseph did this even though they became married. Among all of these great lovers, I need to talk about the world's greatest lover, which is the title of today's message, The World's Greatest Lover. A wonderful portrait of the world's greatest lover is recorded in John chapter 3, verse 16, which reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have 
everlasting life. Based on John 3.16, I propose that God is the world's greatest lover. This is the key idea for today's message. God is the world's greatest lover. Let's consider several characteristics of a great lover in general. First, a great lover is special. Many want to be a great lover, but they fail to be a great lover because they are not special. To be a great lover, one must be very special. A great lover has special characteristics that the average person does not have. A great lover will put in the work that the average person will not do. Experiencing a great lover in a human being is often rare. However, experiencing a great lover in God is a reality. In other words, God is the world's greatest lover, which makes him so special. God loves people not because of, but in spite of. Most great lovers love because of. In all honesty, for a human being to be a great lover, that person needs to receive great love. In other words, to love greatly means to receive love greatly. Unlike human beings, God loves greatly even when he is not receiving love in return. I startled an atheist acquaintance recently by telling him that God loves him even though he does not love God. People will never meet a lover as great as God which is why I am declaring that God is the world's greatest lover. Secondly, a great lover is sensitive. People who are extremely selfish are not capable of being a great lover. Notice I said extremely selfish. Depending on how you define selfish, Many of us are selfish to a certain extent. For instance, to be self-loving is defined as being selfish. Well, people need to be self-loving in order to love others. We cannot love others if we do not love ourselves. This is why Jesus teaches to love thy neighbor as thyself. To be extremely selfish is bad. This is when people become self-obsessed. This is when people become egocentric. This is when people become opportunistic. A great lover is sensitive to the needs and feelings of another. To be sensitive to the needs and feelings of another requires work. This requires lovers to spend much time studying their mate. Someone has to really love you to take the time to really get to know you. In other words, a lot of people will never be a great lover because they will not put in the time and work necessary to learn their mate. God is the world's greatest lover 
because he is sensitive to our needs and feelings. God knows what and how we feel before we even discuss with him what and how we feel. Furthermore, God knows how we feel better than we know how we feel. Nobody knows us better than God. God knows us better than we know ourselves. Because God knows us so well, he can feel what we feel. Whatever we are confronted with, Jesus has already experienced it. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. God is the world's greatest lover because he is more sensitive than anyone to our needs and feelings. Thirdly, a great lover is smart. Smart in this context has little to do with education. Of course, education is helpful. However, a person can be smart without a formal education. To be smart in this sermon means knowing what to do and how to do it. It is possible to be sensitive, but not smart. Some individuals have the ability to feel what others need and feel, but they lack the ability to do anything about it. These individuals fail to be a great lover because they do not have the ability to love in the way that another needs to be loved. These individuals are confused. They cannot understand why their mate is so frustrated. They bring their mate oatmeal in the morning and expect their mate to be happy. Nonetheless, their mate is not happy or content because their mate is being served the wrong meal. Instead of oatmeal, their mate wants grits. These individuals are loving their mate the way they want to love their mate rather than loving their mate the way their mate needs to be loved. They are sensitive but not smart. Unlike people, God is smarter than smart. God knows just how to love us. God loves us in ways that we need to be loved. He never forces us to eat oatmeal when we really desire and need grits. If grits is what we need, grits is what God will give us. After all, he promised to supply every need of ours. God proves how smart he is by how he addressed our needs. For example, God knew just how to save African Americans. February is Black History Month. Black people are no longer slaves in this country because God came to our rescue. We often revere many great black protagonists who contributed to our freedom. These people deserve special recognition. However, only God deserves the praise. None of our great black 
protagonist who contributed to our freedom could have succeeded without God working through them. So as we reflect on black history, let's make sure we give God the praise for how he worked through our great black ancestors. Not only did God know how to save black people, but also God knew just how to save all people. John 3.16 reads, But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God saves people through his Son, Jesus. It all happened on the cross of Calvary. Jesus died and was buried in a borrowed tomb. After being in that grave for three days and three nights, early Sunday morning, Jesus resurrected with all power in heaven and in earth. Yes, God saves people through his son, Jesus, but we must believe when we believe in God through Jesus Christ, we will not perish in hell. Instead, we will have everlasting life in heaven. Today's message is entitled, The World's Greatest Lover, based on John 3:16, which reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The key idea for today's message is, God is the world's greatest lover. We consider three characteristics of a great lover. One, a great lover is special. Two, a great lover is sensitive. Three, a great lover is smart. I read a story about a pastor who introduced a guest minister that was visiting his church one evening. In the introduction, the pastor told the congregation that the guest minister was one of his dearest childhood friends and that he wanted him to have a few moments to greet the church and share whatever he felt would be appropriate at that time. With that, an elderly man stepped up to the pulpit and began to speak. He said, a father, his son, and a friend of his son were sailing off the Pacific coast when a fast approaching storm blocked any attempt to get back to the shore. The waves were so high that even though the father was an experienced sailor, he could not keep the boat upright and the three were swept into the ocean as the boat capsized. The old man hesitated for a moment, making eye contact with two teenagers who were for the first time since the service began, looking somewhat interested in his story. The old man continued with his story, and he said, grabbing a rescue line, the father had to make the most excruciating decision of his life. To which boy would he throw the other end of the line to? He only had seconds to make the decision. The father knew that his son was a Christian, and he also knew that his son's friend was not. 
The agony of his decision could not be matched by the torrent of waves. The father yelled and said, I love you, son. But he threw out the lifeline to his son's friend. By the time the father had pulled the friend back to the capsized boat, his son had disappeared beneath the raging swells into the black of the night. His body was never recovered. The father knew his son would step into eternity with Jesus, and he could not bear the thought of his son's friends stepping into eternity without Jesus. Therefore, he sacrificed his son to save his son's friend. How great is the love of God that he should do the same for us. Our Heavenly Father sacrificed his only begotten son that we could be saved. I urge you to accept his offer, to rescue you, and to take a hold of the lifeline he is throwing out to you this moment. With that, the old man turned and sat back down in his chair as silence filled the sanctuary. The pastor again walked slowly to the pulpit and delivered a brief sermon with an invitation at the end. However, no one responded to the appeal. Within minutes after the service ended, the two teenagers were at the old man's side. That was a nice story, one politely said, but I don't think it was very realistic for a father to give up his only son's life in the hope that the other boy would become a Christian. The old man smiled and asked, so you don't think it is realistic? Well, I am standing here today to tell you that story gives me a glimpse of what it must have been like for God to give up his son for me. You see, I am that father and your pastor is my son's friend. My beloved, I have a love relationship that I want everyone to know about. My love relationship is with the world's greatest lover. I have a love relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I experienced the world's greatest lover when I was 12 years old. Oh, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now safe am I love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me Love not only lifted me, but love has also sustained me. Today I celebrate 34 consecutive years as a pastor. I became a pastor in San Francisco on the second Sunday of February in 1987. Then in 1994, I was called to be the pastor of the St. John Missionary Baptist Church in Richmond, California seven and a half years in San Francisco and 26 and a half years in Richmond equals 34 consecutive years as 
a pastor. To God be the glory. I have succeeded 34 years by the grace of God. I have succeeded 34 years because love lifted me. I have succeeded for 34 years because I have a relationship with the world's greatest lover. On today, which is known as Valentine's Day to many, whether you have a human valentine or not is really inconsequential. What's most important is to have a relationship with the world's greatest lover. This is Pastor Kevin B. Hall of the St. John Missionary Baptist Church in Richmond, California. If you are a member of St. John, please check your emails each Thursday for information from the pastor's desk. Also, please visit our website to hear messages like this, to learn about our online ministries, and to experience more about St. John at sjmbc.org. If you, member or non-member, have not done so, please join our mailing list which is under Contact Us. Whether you are a member or non-member of St. John, allow God to bless you by supporting St. John financially while we are deprived of assembling together. You can mail or hand deliver your tithes and offerings to our St. John South Campus, 662 South 52nd Street, Richmond, California, 94804. Or you can give online by going through our website, sjmbc.org If you do not have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ but desire one you can invite God into your life by repeating the words of this prayer Father I acknowledge my sinful condition and I stand on your word which informs me that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead, that I shall be saved. Save me in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer sincerely, you are now saved. When we shall soon worship together again, please come to St. John and introduce yourself. Now to all believers, please join me in this short prayer. Father, we pray for the salvation and survival of all your people, and we magnify you as the world's greatest lover. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May God bless and sustain each of us, and please share with others this message entitled, The World's Greatest Lover. Something I wanna say